Welcome everybody to today's uh, today's webcast on our series, which is the natural health and natural food health and wellness webcast series and podcast. Uh, today, great guest today is Sheldon Garfinkel, who's a, a CFO with 25 years plus experience, specifically in food, CPG, protein, bakery. Very exciting conversation. Welcome, Sheldon, to today's Thanks. event. Welcome. Nice to see you, Bruce. And, and we're going to talk about a topic. A very specific topic called uh, called knowing the numbers. This is a topic we're talking about today. So, Sheldon, uh, before I, we get into it, uh, you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Did I cover everything, or you want to talk a bit about yourself? Anything? I, I never like to talk about myself, <laughs> but I'm, I'm 25 years in the uh, in the pork business, and since then, been doing advisory work for uh, for number of companies at uh, different levels of, of the spectrum and all with uh, uh, experiences in the uh, in the health area, new types of uh, businesses, new types of markets. Sorry, products coming to market. So very exciting area. It is a very exciting time. Very exciting. Good. And you're, you're also an interim CFO and a fractional CFO, which is great. And, okay. So we're going to talk about what, okay, knowing the numbers. Tell, tell us more. Because we've both seen this. Yeah. Tell us your experience. Yeah. We, we've seen all through our, you know, Bruce, you and I go back to our audit days. So and we go back 30 years. And I'm, yeah, 30 I'm sure years. those who are listening to this have their own experiences too. So, you know, listen, um, at the end of the day, um, there's really, from my perspective, there's two paths of numbers that uh, business, uh, especially in the growth stage, need to focus on. One, of course, being their regular, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, financial statements that are required for the compliance work. Um, and then the other being there, and what I end up spending most of my, uh, my time with multiple companies at this stage is on the cost accounting side and driving productivity and performance and, and putting uh, management uh, systems in place for you know being able to monitor KPIs. But just to the first path, my overall point would be is that of course, as businesses grow, um, there's more um, focus, or there ought to be more focus on getting their numbers um, produced not only on a monthly basis and sometimes on a quarterly basis, but I, I'm more about getting numbers as early as on a weekly basis. Um, so, uh, very often what I have found coming into companies in these, in growth stages or about to go and enter into a new level of growth is that they either find themselves behind, uh, in their reporting or the reporting is on time, but the reporting is not in a manner that allows them to, uh, look at the numbers in a sensible, um, way to be able to measure performance. So you know, looking at their groupings, what they include in cost of sales versus what they should be including in facility costs versus administrative costs is very often a confusing point for them, uh, but something that needs focus on because, again, it, it allows them to communicate the right messaging and and show the numbers reflective of their, of their business um, so that it could be pegged, if you will, to other businesses in the same industries or to their financial uh, lenders. So, um, so that's, you know, the challenges that I typically see in mm -hmm. regards yep. to the, I'll call the first path of 
traditional financial reporting. Um, but um, more, more so and more important from my perspective is that management needs to be able to make decisions on correct numbers. Of course, I just said a motherhood statement, sure. but very often uh, because of growth patterns in the business, they do not have all the right information that they need around them to be able to make the right decision. And in absence of it, they feel that they have to make the decision regardless because the business has to move forward. And at times they are at risk of, for the right reason, making a decision, but maybe the wrong decision because they don't have all the appropriate information around them. So what am I referring to specifically? Yeah, it costs um, you like, like uh, the, the, I like to know the financial impact. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, so if, if one is making a decision about whether they should be entering um, or creating a new line of product, as an example, and they perform their research and development, and they're comfortable that they're coming up with a product that will have uh, all sorts of, of desires and, and demand and the marketplace, they still need to obviously cost it right. And so there has to be a, a good knowledge of how they cost their their program and that specific um, new product, taking into account of what, as well the uh, any new equipment that may be required for it, um, economies of scale and understanding that if the orders don't come in at the right levels as expected, uh, that that typically drives the cost up. Have they put enough uh, buffer into it? into account because again it's a new product so you know these are types of scenarios that need to be addressed um, when coming up with with costings of a new product but it doesn't have to relate to a new product either it could relate to the existing product line it could relate to a company only has a certain number of production hours available to it um, and so um, are they optimizing their production during the allotted time that they do have, uh, let alone looking at you know, what the numbers could be if they were to look at double shift or even uh, doing three shifts a day. So the, the, there is a constant need for data to be able to make the right decisions. So, you know, specifically, you know, do they have um, uh, management reporting that literally is in place for every step of the of production. Mm -hmm. Is data gathered at every step of the production so they can understand, so what is my labor input at that particular uh, area of production? Um, are the raw materials being used effectively? Is there a large waste factor in place? So understanding the, the costs, but at the same time, putting processes in place to not only track the cost, but to track the, the movement of, of, product, uh, of product through the plant floor. These are all parts of a system that ideally would be in place. And yes, it's important to know from the standard cost perspective what the numbers are, but even more so are there the systems, the same systems that would allow for end-to-end -end traceability as an example. Um, and accountability for the specific areas of production at every step of the way. So understanding all that, putting that in place is sometimes uh, or at times challenging for companies that are already in the midst of a growth phase that may not have either the bandwidth or uh, to put a system like this in place or 
enough attention drawn to it. Um, so ideally there's data to support decisions that are made and, and sufficient data that could be looked upon and, and investigated and validated uh, before decisions are made. And it might also affect the, uh, the, it might or may not require a change in the technology. Because if you need this information, like does your currency, you said your systems, do your systems provide your, the information? Am I, am I on the right track here? Do the no, you're right. Provide, like maybe yeah. they need to be tweaked. Like there might be so many decisions behind that. At the end of the day, it sounds like at the end of the day, you, you, you better know your margins are crossed <laughs> because if you don't, you could be making decisions that are, that are harmful to the business. Uh, absolutely. And listen, uh, there's not harm, harmful, but, but counterproductive to the business. Counterproductive or yeah. just not with the right focus. And, and so, you know, I'm, maybe I'm saying the obvious, but the, re the reality is, is that um, uh, having a robust uh, management reporting system that would be able to track labor utilization, that would track material usage, waste factors, right through the entire process. Is, is absolutely ideal. And then from that, being able to look at the data, like I said, on a weekly basis, so that you know how you're doing. I mean, weekly is is late. You wanna, if as best as possible, have real-time data, that when you walk on the floor, then you know where you stand. You know, if by now it's 10 o'clock in the morning and I should have had X number of either batches prepared or products crossing the, the floor scales, Etc. So, so that you can evaluate on a real-time basis how the plant is performing and identify, because nothing works to plan, of course. So then most importantly, be able to affect change and to make the folks on the floor, specifically the supervisory uh, folks, uh, to be uh, aware of what the opportunities may be. Do you, do you have an example where you actually went in, we actually went in part of your roles, you actually went in and and would appear to be one way, and, and you haven't like I'm, I'm, I always love hearing about dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean, hey, the before and after, you know, hey, this was a a piece of I use a piece of bread as an example, like this loaves of it could be anything, right? Like this was before, and what they thought was was going on wasn't really what was happening. And when we flipped it, you know, any do you have any specific in your experience any specific example that you you can share? Um, I guess many. Just pick one and being confidential, keeping the confidentiality. Just curious, you know, I always like to put it to a dollar. Yeah. I think, I think the, um, let me say this. I mean, there's, yeah. there's ones that come up literally every, every day. Yeah. Um, it, what's really important is that when we sit in a boardroom and you say, okay, what my labor cost is, I think my labor cost is X dollars per case or X dollars per kilo, it's important to understand if that number is, is correct. And the same thing goes for every other aspect of an input cost. Very often, and, and it's in, in this market where of course you are, you know, margins may be tight or you have to make decisions. Um, it's very important that if you know the numbers that you can drill down and really understand the numbers not from only an overall perspective, but by specific areas of production. So my examples, of, if I were to expand on them, would be where there is a concept and belief of what the cost 
is in a designated area. And when you drill down you, and you find out that the cost is a lot higher, and then you drill down and you say, well, why is that? You very often find that either of two scenarios mm-hmm. that you have four people in the area, um, but you really, if you if you're focused on it, if you really drill down, you'd see that you would only need three people. Then you would you'd be able to identify all. So in understanding the cost, it also gives you the ability to highlight where the possibility and the opportunities are for cost savings. And the same thing goes on on material. And you look at the material and you look at the usage and you go, so why is the usage uh, variant? Well, you may not even have a variance, but if you if you were to track what the usage would be for one particular product versus another, it then lends itself to an analysis that may give rise to, and this is what we've seen, where there is more usage because of uh, an, an inappropriate process that exists on the floor. So very often the focus is on the, the, the dollar cost, but if, if, if you are able to use that data to then ask the question of why, or is there a better way, generally speaking, that you will find a better way and that will drive productivity improvements and savings. And those, when it's all said and done, will drop to your bottom line. So why, why typically do companies then not not do this like or do they like or or get well, it wrong? It's, it's important to put the processes in place so you need bandwidth, to have the right, bandwidth bandwidth yeah the bandwidth you need to have the right people in the right place so it's 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 easy to say bring new technology on the floor and we just basically equivalent of you know it's never a question of pushing a button but putting that new technology on the floor will give us real-time data but you it's more so you need to have the culture of the of the folks on the floor be willing to accept it and 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 take on that new technology and that new idea of we want to be more productive we want to be more cost effective we want to be careful about the raw materials around the floor especially these days with inflationary pressures so it's bandwidth but it's also about the desire to be better and how do you instill that in your culture on the floor and you really, from my perspective and experience, only do that when you work closely with the people on the floor. It can't just be something that's concocted in your boardroom that you're just going to implement and expect the results to, to be there in a week later. It won't happen. You, it has to be immersed and accepted, and therefore time needs to be taken to explain and, in a sense, educate the folks. But when you do all that, there's no question, and I've seen it enough, that there's there's always room for improvement. We can always be better, right? Of as course. individuals, but as companies. And it and therefore it allows us to just focus on what matters and and just get get folks to to uh, hopefully um, take it in, in under their belt as much as it's under your belt and, and every is is going in the same direction. Doesn't always happen that way and it's always a difficult process. But certainly that is a big part of the process getting the technology correct and putting the new process in place that's up to us as management or 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 cfos to to see that through working closely with with product uh, production and supervision and and um, and and production floor management but at the end of the day it's also always remembering that there's people that will drive all this and they have to be part of the process you made a very good point, and we're going to end shortly. 
about instilling the culture, you know, putting it in because that that that's the that's the that is the way to do it. Because once yeah. it's in the culture, it becomes part of the DNA of the business, and it's so easy when we start to have a sales culture. Uh, but if you just say focus on sell, 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 that's good. But eventually, it eventually you got to look at the entire. That's a whole other discussion. You got to look at the entire. Yeah, absolutely, but but yeah. in understanding the numbers, going full circle, understanding the numbers started, exactly. Understanding the numbers is also understanding the processes and, yeah, and good, understanding the, the people. So at the end of the day, it's more as accounts. We always say we're about the numbers, but I like, like I think many of us believe that it's more than that. And as CSC, CFO, we're more than just the numbers, but it's always starts with the numbers. <laughs> You're right. Well, but it's 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 a, it, it's it, it goes into the culture. And and it, Sheldon, this was extremely insightful. And oh, thank, thank you, you. thank you, so, thank you so much. No, thank you so much. Very, very insightful. And I learned something. And I've been I've been in account for thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, no, look, you have thirty years in in this, and you've seen it all. You've seen a lot in your time, Sheldon. Thank you so much. Okay, Take appreciate it. Good seeing yeah. you. Yeah.